Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast where we talk all things that are most dear to the heart. I'm Bobby Houston, co-senior pastor of Hillsong Church and founder of the Color Sisterhood. I'm passionate about seeing all people find Jesus as Saviour and gain a revelation of their value in Him and then rise up to make a stand for justice in the earth. This is a place that you'll hear from me, the Color Sisterhood team and some of our beloved friends. To find out more and stay up to date, please visit bobbyhouston.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Hello, Sisterhood! Girls, we're on! How is everyone? Um, so great to have you on here this morning. My name's Beck. We have Rose Medwin from Melbourne, Victoria. We have Lauren Kablitschke from all the way over in WA. And we have the beautiful England Mooty. Is it? Is that how you say it? Hi, that's great. <laughs> from Bali, from Bali, Australia, is what we like to say. How is everybody? Are you doing well? well this morning there nice to see your face nice to see all your faces yeah, yeah love you girls it's so good it's so good to be here hey um I love I have really loved the fruit of the spirits and um probably surprisingly so I would say I mean I think it's it's one of those verses that you learn from um a young age in your Christian walk and you hear about the fruits of the spirit right but then um, actually pausing and taking time to look in deeper into all of them. When I was looking in, this week we're doing gentleness. Last week we did faithfulness. How hilarious and wonderful was that with <laughs> Hannah and the team and that song they belted out. I'm sorry, we haven't rehearsed that. and I can't promise a rendition of some amazing gospel hit today that's probably not going to happen but I can promise you it's going to be a great morning and this morning I was like so prayerful because I'm like oh Lord if we could actually only do gentle justice gentleness if we can do gentleness justice today it will be so amazing because I myself have been so impacted just by looking into the word this week hey um but before we get stuck into that I just want to throw it over. You know these girls' faces, but it's, it is great to see them because they're actually all in different states. And if if anyone is aware of how things are flying in Australia at the moment, I have not been able to touch or hug these girls for so long. So, Lauren, how is it going over there in Perth and what has been something that's been awesome since you've got there? Um, well, Perth is amazing. Um, we've been here just close to four months. We moved, uh, we, we literally moved and two weeks later, Sydney locked down. So we managed to get to Perth in this um, precious window of time. Um, it then proceeded to rain for 10 weeks straight. And I'm like, where is this weather that everyone promised me? Uh, but the weather is turning and um I don't know, we've just found um, the church here, um, people here, so down to earth, so warm and welcoming, and that has been the most beautiful um, part of the whole transition. Um, and also we've um, been blessed with a third child in Perth, so another baby girl coming our way in March next year, just in time for colour. <laughs> 
So Perth has been good to us. Oh, Perth has been so good to you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Congratulations. That's so Thank beautiful you. and amazing. I know. And England, I'm chasing your record. I am going to be giving birth just after I've turned 40. I <laughs> uh, just thought I'd follow in your gorgeous footsteps. <laughs> yes. Yes, you girls will have lots of stories to share. You'll be able to, oh, well, England, you're, you're like your little one's one now, hey? Oh, he'll be two tomorrow. Oh, okay. Well, that year went quite quick, didn't it? <laughs> yes, too fast. And yes. how's it going for you up there? Tell us something about what you love so much about pastoring up there in Bali. Uh, the people. The people is beautiful. They are very gentle. They are beautiful and nice. <laughs> and I'm from Timor, so I'm not as gentle. So, uh, so I'm learning a lot from the Balinese people. I love that. The weather is beautiful all year long. And why not? Suffering for Jesus in Bali. Oh, yes. What a place to suffer. <laughs> I can't wait to go there. We've been there once, um, yeah, and it was it, it was a bit hectic and chaotic. I have to say I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, I could never drive on the roads in Bali, but then I thought this would be a great place to send any kid to learn how to drive because your senses would have to be so sharp. You would learn driving skills there that you would learn nowhere else. Yes, yes definitely. Yes, Um I'm a good driver. That's all I can tell. <laughs> I, I don't doubt it for a second. Hey, Rose. Hey, Beck. <laughs> I love you, Rose. <laughs> and you, you, um, you had a bit of a shaking yesterday? Yes, the earth moved in Victoria yesterday. Um, <clears throat> that gave us something different to talk about because, um, you know, obviously a lot going on in the amazing city of Melbourne. So yesterday we... We talked about the magnificence of our earth and how unpredictable it can be at times. Oh, my gosh. And where were you? I was uh, at my dining room table, actually, working. I was working. I was sitting there and because um, we were at stay-at-home order, so we were working from home. And um, I, my first thought was I was underneath the teenage bedrooms. I'm like, what are they doing? Like, what are they doing? And, and then I looked out the window and I went, that's not wind. It's not teenagers. I think that's an earthquake. This is we're having an earthquake right now, and uh, praise God that um, you know things have been. Um, it's, it's relatively safe and minimal damage, which was just so grateful for. Wow. Yeah, I bet there are a lot of people who didn't wake up expecting that one yesterday. No, I think it took everybody by surprise, as things like that do. Um, Yes, but I, um, I'm just glad I didn't wake up, you know, with a positive pregnancy test, to be honest, because I'm a little older than 40 and um, it's been 16 years since I gave birth and um, <laughs> I'm so excited for you, Lauren. I'm so excited it's your news. I'm excited that that's your news too, Lauren. We just yeah. got a puppy. That's enough. Yeah. I like a newborn back, so. It, yeah, it's a bit different, but. Same, same, but very different. Hey, um, I've loved um, talking with each of you this week and I'm so excited for what you're going to share. And I just hope that everyone who's tuning in now, you know, you just really open up your heart and your mind and be expectant for God to speak to you because I know that he will. And he is a gracious, gentle, loving God. And hopefully today, like I said, we can do gentleness justice in, in understanding that 
and how important it is. And I think of all the times in history, I mean, how many times have we heard that phrase of late? But if we could just have a little bit more gentleness, if gentleness could be massaged the fabric of our community and our society and our families and every relationship and also towards ourselves, it would go a long, long way. So buckle up. We've got some things planned. We'll be bouncing off each other. And I know the girls have brought something and they've prayed about it. They've got a God drop that they want to share with you. And um, and I just really believe it's going to be a rich morning. So we're just going to pray, God, I just commit this time to you. I thank you, Father, for this moment each and every week to be able to sit still or run around after children or go for a walk or whatever we take the moment and the chance to be able to take in your word and take in your goodness and take in your truth and align our hearts and our lives once again and know without a shadow of a doubt that you are ever present, that you are close to us, that you care for us. And we commit this time to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Awesome. I'm just going to get straight into it. I think, um, as we've already said, we've been doing the fruits of the spirit. They have been awesome. Um, the verse that we've the fruits of the spirit, you know, obviously it's Galatians 5, 22 to 23. And it says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control against such things. There is no law. I, um, the thing that, that really struck me this week, I think when I was taking hold of the word gentleness was the last part of that verse where it says that against these things, there is no law. And I'm like, I really wonder what that means. But the more you look into it, the more you understand that the fruits of the spirit are the characteristics of God. And it's actually who he's designed and created us and what he's designed and created us to live like. So when it says against these things, there's no, there's no law, it's because when you act in gentleness, when gentleness is your filter, when gentleness is the fruit of your life, you don't ever come back and you go, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry for that time. I acted so gently toward you. You don't ever have to, there's no correction needed when gentleness is your filter. You don't have someone rebuke you for being gentle. Um, there's so many references in the Bible to the character and the nature of God and who he is and how gentleness was a way of getting message across. You know, um, in the Old Testament, I think England is probably going to refer to it a bit later, but gentleness is, is um, the metaphor given is a clear running stream. It has a purity about it and a calmness about it. Um, the, when God spoke to Elijah, in the Old Testament, he didn't come. It wasn't in the, the storm. It wasn't in the hurricane. It was in the still, small voice. But the beautiful part of that was it was a gentle way of communicating a strong message. And sometimes I think we rely on the storm to belt out the message or to get the message across, but it didn't negate the word. He, what God was saying wasn't weakened by the manner in which he spoke it. It was actually strengthened by, by being communicated in a still small voice, not necessarily through the, the storm. Oh, bless you, Rose. Bless you. So I'm just going to give a little bit of a clarification, a bit of a definition around the word gentleness because I don't want us to all sit back and go, oh, it's a, it comes down to having a gentle nature or a 
calm person who's all the time because I think if we've learned anything over the last couple of weeks when we've been talking about the fruit of the spirit, we've understood it's not a personality trait. These aren't things that come naturally to our human nature. These are things that we take on. We take on the character and the nature of who God is. We allow the Holy Spirit to be the filter. And how many times, I mean, I think it's so funny, you know, on Instagram they'll put like no filter on a photo. But um, can I just tell you, no filter is very dangerous. It's a very dangerous place when we act and speak with no filter. I'm trying to do hashtag, hashtag, no filter. Um, How about hashtag, we all need a filter. So that's what the fruit of the spirit is all about. Gentleness is the quality and characteristic of being kind, tender, mild-mannered, compassionate and considerate. To be gentle means that you show love and care for others in the way you act and speak. To have gentleness is to have a gentle spirit or nature about you. Like I said, there is no law against it. There's no law which speaks against people who live like this. You could get criticised, but you're not going to be um, corrected or found wrong. I think um, if, we, if we're deliberating or we're taking time in considering how we want to react or respond or speak um, and we choose gentleness and we choose the fruit of the spirit, it's not going to come back and bite us in the butt, so to speak. It's taking the time to consider the best way, the best way to respond. And the beautiful thing that I love about gentleness is that it actually is considerate of the other person. So often I think um, I'm actually talking through all my points without saying point one, two, or three, four. I've got five points and if you can work out which is which, then you get a prize. (laughs) No, but one of my points is the fact that the opposite to gentleness is harshness. And I think we can agree there's a lot that's harsh. Um, there's words and opinions and voices and things that come at us that can be quite harsh. And when things are harsh, they're jarring. They don't build bridges. They don't respect people. They don't give people credit or um, break down walls. They actually put walls up. They put people at distance. They shut people down. They cut people off. When things are harsh, it doesn't bring things into the light. It pushes it back into the dark. And people are forced to work things out for themselves. There's not, you're not entering into dialogue when there's harshness. And so I think when we're talking about gentleness, it, it's great to understand harshness. And I think um, we all have that thing in us that can react out of harshness. I remember when the kids were young and they might be a bit snappy at each other. If I took the time to sit them down and say, why do you think, okay, I know this is a good mum moment, but I probably just got all my best mum moves out on my firstborn and then just expected everyone else to pick it up and it didn't quite work like that. So this is a good mum moment that I had with my firstborn and I probably could have done this better with the other three, just to be real. Anyway. Um, I would sit him down and i go, do you think you might be a bit tired today? Is that why you maybe are being a bit nasty? Or, and do you think really that that is your brother's fault? Do you think he should cop it because you're a bit tired? And it was amazing when you could pull it back and give space and time that you can acknowledge the fact, wow, they didn't, they didn't need that. 
they didn't need me to react like that or respond like that. But I'm probably doing it because I feel under pressure or I feel like I have to say something or I feel threatened or I feel insecure or I feel uncertain or I'm not sure about this or I feel like they're having a go. So sometimes if we can just have the awareness of where the root of the harshness is coming from, then it helps us put in place the filter and go, well, that's probably not going to bring the best out here. I'm not going to build a bridge here. I'm not going to connect with this person. I'm not going to. And I think what we also find from Jesus's example is that when he's gentle, it's not that things don't get addressed or things aren't said. You know, in, um, I'm just going to flick my notes. In Matthew eleven twenty nine, Jesus says, take my yoke, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, follow me, as my disciple, for I am gentle and humble in heart and you'll find rest. But I don't think you would ever accuse Jesus of not saying what he meant. I don't think you would ever point to him and go, he was so gentle that he just took a back seat and didn't communicate clearly the things that were really important. He was never scared to step into the gap, but he did it in a way that was true to his nature, which was gentleness. And then the last thing that I just want to share before we, you know, we throw it around between um, the rest of the girls here is that I just want to take a moment and commend you, commend you for the times that you did take the time to, to put things through the filter of gentleness, that you, that you stopped before you said something you knew you shouldn't or you stopped before you snapped or shut someone down or rolled your eyes or huffed at someone or close the door on a conversation. I just want to commend you because it takes self-control and self-discipline to do that. But in those moments, you build a bridge and you drew connection and you chose the person over being right. And you chose being, you chose drawing closer rather than drawing back. And while that's not our experience, and I definitely can't claim that I'm awesome at that, but I know that there are there are set times and Maybe eternity will tell. Maybe even the person that you did that for didn't even recognize or notice it and they might just go, well, you're just a really nice person, but you know it was a decision and you took the time and you chose the right thing and I want to publicly commend you. I just want to say in that moment you made a difference. You chose health over unhealthiness. You chose closeness over distance and you chose the right road and you chose the road that God has planned for us and that he's created us for. So like I said before, excuse me, um, England, when I thought to invite you on, I was like, oh, England, she's going to be like the queen of gentleness and she's just going to give off this beautiful, gentle aroma and we're all going to be like, we should all move to Bali and just be at peace and kind to everyone. <laughs> yeah, so when, when you asked me about, you know, sharing about gentleness, I was laughing so hard and I look at Eka and I said, Beck wants me to talk about gentleness and he's looking at me and we both laughing so hard because um, I'm, I, I live in Bali now, but I'm not Balinese. I'm from West Timor and in West Timor, we are loud, right? We are in your face. So, well, gentleness, what a subject for me, but it's been such a great um, divine appointment I think because God has been doing and helping me with this and um, you know I can't believe it when you ask me that because seriously what a fruit of the spirit you know for me what a fruit of the spirit gentleness is that kind of fruit that 
It's so tempting, so beautiful, so yummy. Then somehow uh, you feel like you don't deserve to eat it because, well, at least for me, it's, it looks so pretty. I don't want to eat it. You know, growing up in Timor, um, as a Timorese, in Timorese Pentecostal pastor family, um, you know, I forgot sometimes who to rebuke. Is it the devil or the people? <laughs> so I learned more to fight instead to love gently, you know? And don't get me wrong, we need to vote. We need both to fight right and to love gently. I remember um, my husband told me one day, you know, it's not always being right, babe. It's about winning the relationship. And he continued saying, he said, why don't you try being gentle with your dad for once and see what happens? You know, hard to believe that my husband was right at the time and my relationship with my dad has growing healthier by the year and we are in a good, a good place. You know, gentleness for me is a, it's a posture, you know, it's a posture, it's how we approach others from a posture of love rather than judgmental or condemning or distract, you know, gentleness isn't quiet, um, it's, it's not quiet. Gentleness is not quiet. Gentleness is raising our heart instead of raising our voice, right? I maybe have found guilty again and again during this pandemic homeschooling season. Is there anybody out there, <laughs> you know, raising my voice instead of my raising my heart for my kids? But thank you, Jesus, for his grace and his mercy every single morning. <laughs> thank you, Jesus, for my beautiful kids who always so generous in forgiving their mom. Um, you know, I remember after living nine years in, in Australia. I lived in Australia for nine years, guys. Nine years, yes. And, and I learned a lot of new things, all right? One of those things, okay, are, you know, how to queue the right way at the supermarket, at the cashier, okay? How to queue the right way at the cashier, right? Or how to uh, put the trolley back after doing the shopping, right? <laughs> yes, amen, yes. And how to uh, drive the car on the road uh, with the right rules, right? And then after nine years, I came back to Bali, guys. I came back and I have a new culture shock. And I was like, it was so easy. It was so easy to be gentle in Australia. Everybody so know how to do things right. And then I came back to Bali and I need everything double. I need double anointing. I need double grace. I need double everything. I had a culture shock and I have to learn all over again to approach it gently. You know, the Bible often links gentleness, like um, Beck told us before, like a river, you know. River usually clear. You can see what's inside the water. It moves, but it doesn't roar. You know, gentleness shows our true intention more than our directions. Uh, we'll get there eventually, for sure. Eventually, we'll get there. That is not a question. But along the journey, can others feel our hearts? Can they see our hearts? Matthew eleven twenty nine. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. You know, Jesus is saying that direction is taking the yoke and learn. He's pretty much saying, carry the cross and follow me. But his intention are gentle and humble. And so the outcome is that we would find rest 
in him. I think that's that's what I love about, you know, you know, gentleness and finding rest in Jesus. So there you go. Back. I, I, thank you. Thank you for um, this subject. It's amazing. It's been such a great um, journey for me myself to learn. So there you go. Oh, I love it. I love it, England. Like, I think it's just such great practical insight when we can just strip things back and actually be really real and honest. And I think where else are we the most real and raw than when we're in our own home and in our own relationships? So, yeah, I would agree. Kids are very gracious when we can own it and show them. Exactly, yes. Lauren. I, I, I love, I love chats with Lauren. I find them so um, enriching. I, I think we can, we can talk very easily for quite a long time and pretty much we are legit solving the problems of the world. <laughs> well, we think so. I don't know that we are, but we think so. <laughs> well, it's a journey, isn't it? It's a long yeah. process. But I do love I do love your take. So I'm going to throw it over to you because you're here for me. Um, yeah, because I think you've got like a whole other layer to add to this, which is awesome. Uh, well, um, thank you so much for um, asking me to be part of the table today. I, like England, had a really good giggle when I was on the phone to you and was like, of all the fruits of the spirit, this is the one that you're asking me to um, show up for. And I'm like England. It's just um, gentleness is something that um, I've had to really work on and even the process of thinking about um, what to say today and talking to the Holy Spirit about it has just been this whole you know um, kind of re-journey of gentleness in my own life and um, when we look at Galatians um, 5.22 where the uh, fruits of the Spirit are listed um, when it comes to gentleness the Greek root word um, used for gentleness is actually um, uh, I feel like I'm not going to get it right, but it's pra. It has an S on the end of it. So I just want to say like pras, but I don't think that's it. Um, and although it's quite um, difficult to translate, the meaning actually is meek. And when we're talking about biblical meekness, it's not weakness, rather um, it's actually a whole heap of strength. It's exercising God's strength under his control. So demonstrating um, power, his power without undue harshness. Um, and so when, Beck, you're talking about the opposite of gentleness being harshness, it's um, this sense of um, meekness and strength and God's um, power and under his control. And um, when I looked into it further, the common use for the word um, this Greek root word um, that means meek was actually used most commonly when talking about training or taming um, horses for war. And there's this beautiful picture of this incredible, big, powerful horse that is so much more, um, so much stronger than its trainer. And yet it um, it's bridled, it's submitted, and together the trainer and the war horse go and win battles together. It's this beautiful picture. And um, when I think about that in terms of 
our relationship with Jesus, our will submitted to him, our will yielded to him, which really is only possible through um, the Holy Spirit working in our lives. Together we win battles. We win battles in my own heart. I, we win battles in my life. We, um, we win battles uh, in the world around me for my friends and we, and we win battles for the kingdom of God. And it's this beautiful picture um, that kind of comes to mind when I think about war horses. And for me, um, this sense of seeing uh, gentleness, um, the fruit of the spirit in my own life, meekness, a bridling of my own attitude or a bridling of my own kind of like demanding my rights or um, proving that I am right or um, being teachable or more often than not unteachable, um, it plays out at the very best and the very worst in my marriage. Um, Bless my husband. (laughs) Uh, Never does my lack of gentleness or meekness get so more magnified than in my marriage. And I am lucky enough to have married a man who, Andy, um, who is, and if anyone that knows him just knows he is gentle, he has this quiet strength, he is steady, all of these qualities that come probably fairly naturally to him. Um, And yes, he's had to work on them, but it's much more of a kind of natural posture for him. And I admire it so much. I, on the other hand, Um, I'm quicker to come back with a harsh response. I'm quicker to um, try and defend my point of view. I am quicker to um, defend myself and and prove that I'm right. Or, uh, and you know, we have these strong conversations and I just, you know, when you're kind of like watching yourself and all I'm thinking is you are so strong-headed just calm down girl and you're watching the whole argument kind of play out from out here somewhere and um you know all um when I'm like that when I'm watching these kind of strong conversations take place in our marriage I watch myself and I I watch my husband take a step back he takes a step away from me and um that's not what we hope for in these moments right like when um what we're hoping for in these moments and strong conversation of of working things out in marriage or relationships and it and it's with friends as well what you hope for is like a sense of intimacy or closeness and bet you talked about this um that kind of stepping towards being on the same page, feeling like you're on the same team. And, um, you know, I think all of us hope for that in either your um, close girlfriend relationships, your marriage, your partnerships. And, you know, for me, um, I've had to uh, just have um, go to Jesus and wrestle this fruit of the, this particular fruit of the spirit out with Jesus, this um, kind of sense of gentleness and meekness in my own life. And, and I think, um, you know, so many times I've prayed, Jesus, just bring some meekness in, like work that through in my life. And it's certainly not a passive or a weak thing. Uh, it's definitely been this, um, kind of like a really strong decision to just go to work on it in myself. Um, and when when I do approach it um, or re- approach my husband or approach my close friends with this sense of gentleness, um, it's not about 
um, getting my own way or making sure my point is across. It's about, Beck, you said it, considering the other person, considering what um, what they're trying to communicate as well. And every time I do it, it's um, the outcome in those relationships is closeness. It's the closeness that I long for. And it's far more rewarding than a sense of perhaps being right in the moment or making my point. Um, but having my husband or my close girlfriends take a step towards me because of my approach that's actually taken a huge amount of strength to um, kind of change my approach. And, you know, the cool thing when I was um, reading through this and a friend um, mentioned it to me, she was like, check out Matthew 5 um, verse 5 because there's a there's a promise attached to meekness actually. Um, it says, blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. And I think it's really interesting that the promise there is um, of earth, not of the kingdom of heaven. So what this is saying is that when we demonstrate this meekness, when we work this, um, when we allow the Holy Spirit to work this fruit of the Spirit into our lives and we're approaching things with meekness and gentleness, when we bridle our power, when we give authority to Jesus, when we yield to him, um, uh, it's saying that um, we will inherit the earth, earthly authority, earthly stature and earthly structure. Basically, meekness and gentleness in this way is God honouring and it's the God approved way to move forward any cause. So whether that be um, in our personal relationships with our partners or um, close friendships, moving forward that relationship, moving forward that intimacy or even just our own individual pursuits in life, when we do it with um, an approach of gentleness and the strength that it takes to do that, um, right through to participation in like um, movements for social change um, or seeing the kingdom of heaven advance, right. when we do that with the approach of gentleness, um, yeah. there is... Um, there is just a change on earth, a change in our relationships. And I just think that that is a pretty cool promise to remember when we think about gentleness. Yeah. <clears throat> Love it. So beautiful, Lauren. I just, um, so inspired by you girls. I feel like today's conversation has just been incredibly authentic and um, vulnerable and um, appreciate what you just shared. You've inspired me to... Um, <laughs> To, to think more deeply too about gentleness and what I bring, what I personally bring to that space. You girls are, you girls are my heroes. And um, Beck, I love how you talked about the opposite of gentleness is harshness. And because I think gentleness is one of these things that it's really noticeable when it's missing, right? It's like cooking a dish and you forget one of the most flavoursome ingredients and you, like you notice straight away that it's missing. And so the absence of gentleness is striking, right? Like I, I don't know if you can relate to maybe being woken up like really harshly, like, you know, a gentle like wake up, wake up is nice, but like the light's being turned on, it's just so, so harsh or, uh, you know, receiving a text or having a conversation that feels really harsh like you you notice when gentleness is missing and it can be such um it can be such an assault on our on our well-being 
And, um, you know, I think, unfortunately, um, I would say all of us listening to this conversation today, you know, we can testify to times when we've been on the receiving end of harsh. And um, so I thought what I might do just super briefly is just just take a couple of moments to encourage us and encouraging myself in all of this as well around how do we respond when gentleness is missing in action? Like when, when, when gentleness is missing, like what, what do we, what do we do? How do we respond to what we've, what we've received? And so I guess my first encouragement girls is, um, you know, let's, let's not let the absence of gentleness ever stop us from cultivating gentle in our own lives. Like don't let what you may have received stop you from choosing gentleness as your response, as your way of life. And I so loved that that um, we've talked about Matthew 11 twice already. Like Jesus is just such the most beautiful example. And that scripture where he talks about being humble and gentle at heart, he demonstrated to us that gentleness begins in the heart. It's not something that is dependent upon circumstances. Gentleness is so much deeper and so much bigger than circumstances that, that we face. And the second thought um, I had that is gentleness is a, um, a heaven scent diffuser for us I, do you like diffusers girls I like maybe put in the chat if you're a diffuser user like I don't know maybe that little emoji with the puff of wind or the nose with the smell like I don't know if you like diffusers well I think gentleness is um heaven's way of helping us to diffuse situations and uh, there's a very famous well-known scripture you would know this in Proverbs 15 it's a, a fantastic chapter actually it talks numerous times about um, how to diffuse situations but I love it it's starts verse one a gentle answer deflects anger but harsh words makes tempers flare in verse four it says gentle words are a tree of life uh, verse 18 I think it talks about the difference between being hot tempered but a cool tempered person um, stops fights it's so so encouraging when we can embrace gentleness and use it to truly diffuse situations and I wrote down this this thought when I was um, pondering, I wrote down this gentleness creates an environment that invites conversation, it disarms defensiveness, it helps the focus stay on the main thing and it opens the door for authentic and vulnerable communication. I love that. How good is that fruit of the spirit? Like how good? It's totally under, underrated. <laughs> but, um, you know, just as I close and, and hand it back to Beck, you know, I, I can fully appreciate there'd be girls listening right now and you're actually in really difficult relational situations and, you know what, you're really crying out to God for wisdom to know how to respond. And, you know, I, I'm praying and I've been praying for you this morning and as you sit around this conversation, as you lean into the Holy Spirit, that you would find his help you'd find his peace and he'd, you'd find the right path to take for your circumstance. And I just wanted to read this scripture over you. Um, Psalm 37 is a very powerful um, passage of scripture when it comes to getting help for difficult situations. When you find yourself on the receiving end of harsh or unjust, it's a very powerful chapter. Um, I'm just going to paraphrase it because I don't have time to read it all out, but just going to read this scripture over you. If you're finding yourself in this uh, in a tough situation that you would receive this from the Lord today, it says, trust in the Lord and do good. Permit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him and he will help you. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper. 
Stop being angry. Do not lose your temper. It only leads to harm. Put your hope in the Lord. Travel steadily along his path. The Lord rescues the godly and he is their fortress in time of trouble. Amen. 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 That was amazing. Like what a what a whole overarching kind of, you know, like everyone contributed something then so different and so rich. I feel like, it, but how hilarious, you still feel like you really only scratched the surface. As thorough as that was, thank you so much. And um, I think when you when we crack open conversations like this, it, it honestly just makes me appreciate Pastor Bobby so much for creating this space and for being so diligent over so many years to cultivate a community like this where we can dig deeper. And um, Bobby, we love you. We so appreciate you. We are praying for you. And um, we are so grateful for what you have, you know, um, sowed into for so many years and seeing fruit like this this morning. Um, I think in wrapping things up this morning, I would just want to encourage you that if you have recognised yourself in something that we've said today, um, just remember there's no condemnation in Christ. There is no heaviness. You know, like we've all t we've touched on that verse so often that Jesus said, my yoke is easy. My yoke is easy. It's not heavy. It's not ill-fitting. It's not a burden on you. So when we come into connection with him, when we come to know him personally, we understand that he shows us a better way. So if today, you know, we, I mean, I have personally, I felt challenged. I felt convicted um, to choose gentleness. Um, if that is you, it's a new day. His mercy is in you every day. There's grace all the time. And sometimes it can take a conversation like this to just spark an awareness in us, then that we can take it to him and we see how he does empower us, how the Holy Spirit um, does bear this fruit in our life. And it, and like Anglin testified really to her relationship with her father and Lauren with Andy. And I think we've, we can all talk about times when we have opted or we've seen how gentleness would have made a, a big difference. Um, we can see how choosing him. I've, there's a great verse at the end of Psalm um, 74, I think it is, where it says, or at the beginning it talks about how um, I, I was looking the other way and I, I missed God's goodness. I missed it. And then towards the end, it says how God actually takes us by the hand and he leads us in wisdom gently. And I, and I just want to encourage you with that thought this morning, that from here on, whatever the rest of the day looks like, whatever the decisions look like, see that picture that he actually takes us by the hand and he, he guides us gently in wisdom, in our choices and in our steps forward. So this morning in just closing, I just want to give you an opportunity if you've joined us this morning and you are feeling distant from him or you've never actually opened the door to a relationship with God, can I just reassure you and um, let you know, as all the girls here would say, he is um, desperate for connection with you. He's, the door is wide open. There's nothing that needs to keep you from knowing him and encountering him and having God as a part of your daily life um, and acknowledging him as a Lord and acknowledging his ways as the best way. So if that is you, um, I'm going to get Lauren to just pray quickly for you and then I'll wrap up the rest of the morning. Oh, wonderful.
what an honour. Um, yeah, as Beck said, if um, that's a decision that you'd like to make today, we would love to pray a prayer over you. Um, and so if we can all just bow our heads and close our eyes out of respect, I know we can't see people <laughs> across the screen, um, but Lord God, I just thank you for open hearts today. I thank you for the work you've done in lives today. And I just pray where people would love to know you, would love to walk through that open door into the invitation of a relationship with you, of a close, intimate relationship with you. I just pray that um, as they acknowledge you in their lounge room, in a room with friends, um, however that looks for them today, Lord God, would you just rush into their hearts? Um, Lord God, would you be their saviour? Would you be their friend? Would you be their counsellor? Holy Spirit, would you speak to them about fresh hope over their lives today? We just thank you for their salvation um, and for saying yes to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, well, well, that's it. That's like a wrap. But if you don't feel like we've done gentleness justice, then can I just encourage you to go and dig into it yourself because there's so much there mm -hmm. and there's so much revelation to find and um, God's word is like fire in the belly and you get it in there and it just can't help but come out. So we love you. Um, we thank God for you. Girls, thanks so much for being a part of this morning. I just think that each of you ministered and pastored people and reached out and your stories touched people in such a significant way and thank you for that. So that's it from us. We love you. See you later. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. I hope you have found it encouraging and uplifting and helpful. Don't forget, you can subscribe on iTunes to make sure you get all of the latest episodes as soon as they're released. And if you have time, I'd love to hear from you. Write to me in the review or comments section. I look forward to being with you again next time.